Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio, our Kentucky Derby edition. This is Chad Russell with Kurt Souter. We've got a couple uh, great guests here today. We've got Elliot Walden of Windstar Farms, and we got uh, Pastor Ken at the backside here, and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what goes on back there. And we want to thank our sponsors again, Carol Rogers Carpet One, LNN Credit Union. And uh, if you want to hear this show in its entirety, if you didn't get to hear all of it because you're on the way to the track or you're just tooling around, you can hear this anytime on our podcast, anytime you want. We post these on Mondays. You can go to furtherstillministries.org. You can go to soundcloud.com. You can go to our Facebook page, or you can go to iTunes. And when you go to any of those places, you just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you'll be able to listen to all of our past shows, including this one, in its entirety. Yeah, and, and uh, as you're listening, if you think of someone, would you pass that on to, to another guy? Because this is a show... For men, by men, and we want to. We we just want to help encourage guys in their walk in their spiritual journey with Christ, and uh, that's what's really cool about uh, Ken and Elliot, and uh, being able be able to have you on the show today. Uh, Elliot, you you were talking about um, your your successes and uh, and your last. Uh, it was 2010. The Windstar. Uh, you guys won the derby. Yes. You won. Mm-hmm. It was 2010. And then as a trainer, you got second twice. But something even more important than that, and I, it's, I, I love your heart, you know, when you really surrendered your life to Jesus, and uh, there was a jockey who was instrumental in that. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was, um, you know, you, we, had, we had discussed before about, um, you know, how do you handle the ups and downs of life, and uh, what is your... You know what's your thought process? What's your be? What's your beliefs? What's your, where's your truth system? What 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 do you believe to be true when 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 the poop hits the fan? You know, <laughs> and uh, you know that's where um, that's where your faith comes in, yeah. and and so uh, Pat Day is a is a guy on the racetrack that was a jockey uh, that is very well known in Louisville. Um, he's been up on the building downtown. Um, he's, you know, just been an, been an uh, ambassador for Christ for a long time. Has helped very much with the racetrack chaplaincy, and um, and he was doing a, a businessman's luncheon, a Christian businessman's luncheon in Lexington in 1994. I knew Pat, you know, well enough because he used to ride horses. I tried to get him to ride my horses anytime I, I could because he was such a good jockey. So we knew each other a little bit, and I was just starting kind of out in my career. I'd been training 10 years, but things had started really just to start to pick up. And um, I remember going, it was in April, and my mom was there, and, and she was a strong Christian, a great role model for us, for Jesus. And uh, you know, I was chasing the worldly uh, things of of trying to win training titles and win races, and and um, and my brother got a table at this luncheon, and, and my wife and I went in uh, with my mom and and Ben and a few other people, and and uh, Pat's message really resonated with me because I identified with it. You know, he talked about. Um, how he had won these titles, he had won numerous races, and 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 kind of is that it? Is that all that this life's about? You know, the empty feeling that he had had, and and so many times when you win a race, it's a it's a it's it's like a drug. It's a shot of adrenaline. You know, it's a coaches can tell you. Uh, you know, it's there's nothing greater than winning at that moment. 
Mm. But fast forward an hour, <laughs> Next and day. you're looking for it again. Yep. So you know his his um, message of that there's got to be something more, and 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 how Jesus grabbed him and in a hotel room in Florida and, and changed his life around and, and gave him purpose, gave him meaning, gave him something besides winning and losing uh, was a message that resonated with me. And, and I, I changed my life around at that point. And it always been a Christian, kind of what I thought was a Christian, what I thought was a godly man, was tried to do what was right, and you know, in the eyes of God, what was right and wrong. But it wasn't about that. It was about having a day-to-day relationship, not a weekly, not Sundays, but a day-to-day relationship that you're so in tune with the Father that when you do mess up, and we all mess up, you know it. Mm. And so uh, that's that's when your eyes were really opened to uh, an ongoing, vibrant walk with Jesus. Yep, and it's also the the when when I said, "Hey, where can I get him?" God, you've got me here. And we've got this vehicle called the racetrack chaplaincy that Pat's a part of, you know, and, and I prayed into that and, and, and felt, hey, I want to be part of that, too. And I feel like you've got us here, and and, and this is our mission field. Mm. You know, they've, they've got a gate. They've got a fence around. Ken will tell you this. You've got a fence around Churchill Downs. Um, it's eight-foot-high wire-length fence. You know, to keep the horses from running out on uh, Taylor Boulevard or Longfield Avenue. But we, we joke all the time because it's uh, also to keep people, fans, from being able to access this. You know, from a security standpoint, the horses. But we talk about all the time that it's to keep us crazies in. You know, we're on the inside. They keep us keep us locked up there. And and so, but that's the mission field. Oh, that's um, that's good. God, God has. God did not just call you to follow him and walk with him, but God has called you to make a difference. And uh, I know that you and, and Pat uh, are just are passionate about uh, the work that goes on at Churchill Downs and, and really around the country. And, and Ken, that's, that's what you do day in and day out. Yeah, um, we've got a great team there at Churchill uh, with, with uh, Associate Chaplain Chris Wong and our leadership uh, Pat Day is our president of our council. Mm. Uh, Rich Gimmel, our executive director, another godly man, a godly businessman here mm-hmm. in town. Yep. Um, and then our our entire council, uh, God fearing people who put that first. And uh, when we put God first, everything else falls into place. Mm. So, so tell us just on a uh, Ken on a on a day to day basis. What what's your job look like? One of the things I love about it is that no day is the same uh, to the variety, next. Variety, huh? Uh, variety. And uh, and I have a great advantage over most pastors. I see the congregation six days a week. In fact, my day off is Sunday so that I could get into the community. We have worship on Monday evening, Bible studies on Wednesday. Um, I like to get into the community to share with churches what we're doing and how they might be able to help. Um, so uh, on, on a daily basis, I'll go in and I'll have a minute with God over the PA system. And how many companies in Louisville or anywhere begin their day with scripture and prayer and either a story or joke that goes along with that scripture reading uh, with a word of encouragement to the workers 
and yet of all places for it to happen it happens at a racetrack <laughs> <laughs> that's i it just you know ken i've been there and uh describe to your listeners so yeah it, it's eight o'clock in the morning is that what it's it is? about uh 8 15 if everything goes right <laughs> it's about 8 15 and it and it does fluctuate based on what happens when we come in and it and it's it's broadcast over the whole over the whole backside of the racetrack over the loudspeakers and i was even speaking once at cardinal stadium and a lady came up to me afterward and said, Chaplain, I've got to tell you, I love the minute with God every day. And I looked at her and said, I'm sorry, I, I don't recognize you. Would you tell me your name and who you work for? Thinking that she works in the barns. And she said, oh, I don't work on the backside. I live on Longfield. That's the street that runs <laughs> along the racetrack. But when I hear it come on, I could hear you, and I go out onto my porch with my cup of coffee and listen for the minute with God. Uh, I just think that is absolutely awesome. <laughs> so and it then, does go out. Oh, that's um, so. You know, every day is a little bit different, but you mm-hmm. are you are ministering to. Um, the, all the workers on the backside. To about a thousand people who work back there on a daily basis. And uh, after the minute with God, I'll walk through the barns, walk through the shed rows. There may be a, a, a groom or a hot walker who's far from home, who has uh, an issue, maybe a death of a, of a family member, maybe uh, just feeling lonely or uh, needing something, needing a blanket, needing a pillow. Uh, and they'll they'll see me and say and ask if they could have some help with some personal item or a trainer may call me over and say could you talk to this person or or that one because of uh, an issue that they're having whether it's a, an addiction or whether it's a loneliness issue or uh, just someone who may be having a rough day uh, so every day I'll, I'll do that I'll walk through the barns and uh, and greet the folks I typically know when something's happening in their life immediately, unlike most pastors who see their congregation on Sunday and and learn about it in that fashion. Uh, Every day we have that opportunity, and every day we have a chance to share the love of Christ with the people on the backside who are very transient and who go from place to place. But the one uh, common thing that they'll find is a chaplain at the racetrack. And, uh, and that's the, the stability that they have, is uh, mm-hmm. that they know that wherever they go, they're going to be able to continue their faith life. There, there, there's going to be somebody who will love them, mm-hmm. someone who will pastor them, mm-hmm. someone who's available to them and to work through anything that's going th- on th- in their life. Um, God's that is fantastic, and sure. I, and I you know I, I've watched a little bit of you in action, and it's it's just cool to see how God is using you and to do ministry, uh, but not just to the backside workers. You also minister to frontside the, jockeys, patrons when necessary. Um, uh, last year, I've done many funerals uh, for people who just want to have some uh, cremains scattered at Churchill Downs somewhere. They're huge racing fans, and I view every one of them as an opportunity of evangelism, mm-hmm. of witnessing to the love of Christ and the hope that we have, uh, the promise that we have of eternity. That's, that's awesome. We need to take a break here right now. We're going to take a break and come back here as we're heading down the stretch. 
See that? There you uh, go. Good job. Right. So we're going to take a break, come back with Elliot and Ken, and, and fi- finish up here talking about uh, working on the backside with all the folks that we work with, they work with, and talking more derby. So come on back here to Solid Steps Radio. Thanks. Welcome back to our final segment here on Solid Steps Radio. This is our Derby edition, and we've been spending the better part of the hour talking uh, to Ken Bohm and Elliot Walden about uh, their life in the horse racing industry with the Kentucky Derby coming up on Saturday. And uh, we've had some cool stories, and we're going to share some more about uh, their involvement and how they uh, involved with people, whether they're on the low end of the racing industry or the high end of the racing industry from the world's perspective, uh, all valuable in God's eyes. All people are valuable in God's eyes. And you know what, Chad, what I love about talking with uh, Ken and Elliot is they're, they're in the middle of what, you know, what the, I guess the world would say is, you know, this worldly system is, you know, it's surrounded with gambling, it's surrounded with, you know, alcohol, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, worldly stuff going on but how god uses his people mm-hmm. in the middle of uh middle of horse racing for his glory and and uses you know guys like you two to make a difference ken you, you're telling us in the break uh, a couple stories uh share those with yeah, our first i want to say it's god's desire that everyone would be saved and so there is no high or low, no rich or poor, no black or white, no uh, social ranks. They're just his children, and he wants all of them to know uh, how much he loves them. So it, mm. it's key that we remember uh, that when, when whenever we deal with anyone at the racetrack. But there are opportunities. Uh, yes, it's a very transient group of workers on the backside of the racetrack. They go from track to track uh, on the horse vans with their horses. They love the horses that they take care of. Uh, that are put under uh, their guidance. Uh, they work very hard, but they're also very faithful people. You know, uh, I hear God's name an awful lot at the racetrack, probably more than anywhere else, <laughs> and sometimes not in the best light, uh, especially when when a race is running and people are, are asking for, for that little bit of help. <laughs> uh, but I also hear it on the backside every day as I'm walking and, and people are telling me, uh, how much God loves me as I share with them how much God loves them. Mm. But we do have our issues, and, and I was telling you about one time where uh, I remember I had preached in multiple churches on that Sunday, and I was driving home and, and said to my wife, you know, I don't know what I should preach about at the racetrack tomorrow because I was kind of worn out. And um, uh, she said, well, it's the beginning of a new school year. Why don't you think about that? And we went home, and I saw my daughter playing with an Etch-a-Sketch. And I knew that that's where we needed to go. Uh, you make a mistake with an Etch-a-Sketch. You turn <laughs> it over. You shake it up. You get a clean slate. That's right. In life, we make our mistakes, and we all do. We go to God in confession and repentance, and he cleans the slate for us. He washes our sins white as snow and gives us a fresh start. So I preached on that, and after worship, there was a fellow sitting in the back who had never come to church before. I didn't recognize him, and I noticed that he was weeping. And I went back and invited him to my office, and we talked. And uh, he said to me, Chaplain, you saved my life tonight. And I said, no, Jesus did that for you 2,000 years ago. And he said, you don't understand. 
and he uh, pulled back his shirt, and I should have known because it was August, and he was wearing a turtleneck, very unusual, but I saw a purple ring around his neck, and he said, uh, tonight I tried to hang myself in my tack room, and the pipe that he threw the, the rope over bent, and his toes were touching the ground, and he realized or questioned, what is he doing? Uh, was able to reach up with a pocket knife and cut the rope and fell to the floor, even choking. And he said, just as I did that, I heard you come on the PA and say, horsemen, remember, church begins in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I knew that's where I needed to be. And then I came here tonight and heard how God can take my messed up life and give me a new beginning. And uh, uh, he handed me he reached into his pocket and handed me the rope that he tried to hang himself with. Mm-hmm. It was a piece of clothesline. And uh, he said, I don't need this anymore. And then he gave me the suicide note that he had written and for it to be found afterward. And I immediately asked if I could have 20 godly men pray for him for the next 30 days. Mm-hmm. And I remember that night I called Pat and I called Elliot and uh, rallied some of the other men that I know who are very faithful and asked them to pray for this person for the next 30 days. Uh, Over the next weeks, we were sharing together, and he came in and said, Chaplain, we need to finish what we've begun. And I asked what he meant by that, and he said, I need to be baptized. I've never given my life to Christ. Mm. He was baptized. He got off the racetrack, and sad to say, and uh, that we have not. Uh, I don't know where he is today, but I know where he will be in eternity <laughs> because yeah. of his faith. Uh, so uh, we do touch lives individually. Another big time was after the Kentucky Derby when Eight Bells uh, finished second, a filly running in the Derby. Only three fillies have ever won the Derby. And Eight Bells uh, came in second uh, and, I remember that. Uh, and then uh, broke down after the race and uh, broke both front legs. And Larry Jones, her trainer, very uh, a man who loves the Lord. And uh, I, I led him through the bowels of the racetrack. He was trying to get down to the track, uh, and I saw him, and he followed me. We went to, uh, to her. I prayed over her. Uh, they had to euthanize her. And then I made my way back to the barn, and uh, I really intended to go to speak with Corey York, her tr- her uh, groom. Uh, and when I got there, Cindy uh, Jones, Larry's wife, said, Chaplain, he's in her stall and he needs you. And Larry was just uh, sitting on the floor in her stall, and we spent about the next hour crying together and, and praying together. Um, and him questioning, you know, we, we all go through those times mm-hmm. where he, he said, we prayed this morning for her and we asked only that, that she would come back safe and sound, not that she would win the race. Why didn't God hear our prayer? And we struggled with that together and, and uh, ultimately came to a position of knowing that God had a greater plan. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the next year he had the favorite with freezing fire. And I remember as I walked down to Shedrow, I was thinking, I wonder if Larry's going to have me pray with her again. We prayed last year, and look what happened. And even before I could say anything to him, there were about 40 reporters because his horse was the favorite. And he saw me coming, and he told the reporters, he stopped what he was doing Mm -hmm. in speaking to them and said, you guys need to wait. We have something very important we need to do. 
and he had every one of his workers stop and gather around freezing fire stall, and we prayed that God would bring that horse back safe and sound after the race. Mm. Uh, so he continued on in that faithfulness. Uh, wonderful, wonderful opportunities to get to share the good news. Why, sometimes why do the righteous you know, have difficulties? Why do the righteous suffer? That's and, right. Uh, uh, we can't have good without bad. And, and then why, and why do the wicked prosper? You know, yes. The Bible also mentions that. But um, uh, those, are, those are great stories of how God is, is using you. And uh, Ken, that's a, that's a joy. Mm-hmm. Um, to hear that. And uh, Elliot, uh, back to you just a little bit. Um, God has used you to make uh, a difference. Uh, you're also you're involved in your local church, uh, Southern Acres, right? Not anymore. Oh, not anymore. Okay, well, uh, but God's still using you. Oh, yeah. No, and, he's uh, using me in great ways. You've and, been in the... And uh, we are... Uh, uh, we just we just went to we just moved to a new church uh, named Centerpoint, okay. um, and it's on the west side of town, a little closer to Windstar. And I'm excited about that because of the fact that there's a lot of development in Lexington that is. In the past 20 years, it's been on the eastern side of town, but now um, it's it's taking place on the northwestern side as, as you go towards uh, Georgetown and Cincinnati. So um, I'm real excited about what, what lays ahead there. Um, God has used you in church leadership and in, in ministry um, in the local church and, uh, you know, in the race horse uh, industry. And, uh, but this is a show for men by men, and I'd, we we got to wrap this thing up. I, I just so appreciate both of you guys uh, being a part of the show today. It's just a a blast to hear hear you guys. And uh, but could you pray, Elliot, for the guys that we would be men who would live on mission uh, for the glory of Jesus? Absolutely, and you know I think that we had a, a coach Rick Barnes who's a new coach at Tennessee last night at the Race for Grace, and and um, he doesn't know anybody in the room. He's a famous person on TV. Everywhere he goes, he gets recognized. Mm-hmm. He comes out there and says, hey, um, my, my son and my daughter came to me one day and said, Dad, you're not treating Mom the way you should. Dad, you're not being the man of God that you should. Mm. He told us all that. And I think from a standpoint of what I can encourage men to do that are listening, and it is in myself, um, is to be open to uh, godly counsel. Mm. Um, People put, God puts people in our life, men in our life, uh, for a reason. And as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So let's let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. And, uh, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity. Uh, Lord, you appointed this time. Uh, the people that are listening right now, it's for a reason. Like the man who came to church with Ken and, and, and heard him over the loudspeaker. Lord, this is your loudspeaker. And so, Lord, I just uh, want to encourage uh, the listeners that are listening to take their relationship with with God and with Jesus seriously. Mm-hmm. Take inventory right now in Jesus name. Amen. Lord and and Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to uh, share your word, share your love. 
Uh, thank you for what Kurt and Chad are doing with, through this ministry. Lord, may you get the glory. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunities that you give each one of us wherever we are, whether it's the racetrack, whether it's the church, whether it's the office job downtown, whether it's the way we look at our, the person that's world in the subway lunch from. Mm-hmm. May we bring you glory in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Elliot. Amen. We want to also point our listeners to our, the Facebook page of Kentucky Racetrack Chaplaincy on Facebook. If you want to look them up, you can see all their, their goings on. And uh, again, we want to thank Elliot. We want to thank Ken. And uh, we uh, hope you guys have a winner this weekend. And, That'd uh, be great, wouldn't it? And uh, if you want to hear this show in its entirety, you can go to our Facebook page, Solid Steps Radio, SoundCloud.com, iTunes, or FurtherStillMinistries.org, and just type in Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.